I got Doherty in on one. Oh, Rob! That's my guy. <laughs> that's my guy. Uh, what, oh, yeah, I, I don't. Sorry, I only brought three. If anything, if anything, Ricky's gonna be making Manhattans for all of us. That's the oh, key yeah. there. Oh yeah! Oh, that would be sweet. We could, we could have a drinks with Ricky segment. Oh, the that'd be great. Craft cocktails with Ricky. <laughs> I drinks with Ricky. Deal. Drinks with, drinks with Ricky. <laughs> is anybody excited for Gennady Golovkin this weekend? I am. Who? I don't even know what that is. Triple G. Rick Ross. I was gonna say Rick Ross. <laughs> Dan, what do you what do you do in your free time? I love Rick Ross. Chase around a two year old. He watches That's Frozen. I do a lot. I do. Wow. It's a weekly it's a weekly experience in my house for sure. When you send your son to your parents' house, then what do you do? <laughs> uh, I play I play ice hockey on a record. <laughs> Okay, keep going. Let's flesh this out. <laughs> we don't need to go. We don't need to go much further into this. I don't think. Why was this conversation taking place at like a club? Yeah. <laughs> Evan's drunk. Oh wow! All right. <sighs> Dan, when's the last time you were in the club? Oh Jesus! What year? Getting tipsy. Was is it? Was it in the nineties? Man, the last time I was in a club. Long time. Let's leave it there. Uh, anybody else having Wi-Fi issues now? Oh, I'm fine. I got Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi here is just kind of slow. Yeah. Man, you're just having all I kinds know. of issues. It's yiffy. Who's got Yiffy? Yiffy. Yiffy and a Jiffy. Dan, I have one question before I unfriend you. What's that? Do you know the reference? Cash money taking over the 9-9 in 2000. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. Man. How do you not know that? I... I don't know, man. You're throwing this at me out of nowhere. I have no idea. Help me out. Oh, boy. JP, that's why we have you on the show, as, as I've Again, before. Street Cred. Street Cred. <laughs> I might be the single greatest song of like the early 2000s. Yeah. Literally. Act that ass up. They play that at weddings of, in all cultures. Well, I'm sure they heard the song, but you can't drop a lyric out of it and expect me to know that. That wasn't even a lyric. That yeah, was it's like the, the intro. Yeah. All right. That was, that was the prelude. Girl, what you playing with? <laughs> <laughs> you got digging. I know, just, just slamming yeah. me. All right, let's let's go right. ahead and uh, let's go ahead and start pretend the show, there's shall music. We? Let's do it. All right, and welcome into the bullpen, episode two. Yay, we made it, we made it. Brandon, Evan, JP, back in the bullpen again this week. Uh, hydration check, let's see what everybody's drinking this evening. Brandon, tell us about uh, it. This is a fine tasting brew called Not Your Father's Root Beer. Shout out to Officially Ice. Yeah, this is 5.9% alcohol by volume, mm -hmm. and it actually legit just tastes like root beer. It does. It's fantastic. It, I've never had it before. Very, very tasty. Shout out to La Crosse, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Wisconsin, from. just, you know, only cheese and beer. That's about all I like out of that state. Perfect. Well, uh, if you haven't tried it, give it a shot. Uh, Brandon brought this one in. Not your father's root beer. Very, very tasty. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into the top stories. USC fires Steve Sarkeesian. JP, so sorry. After a 17-12 loss to Washington. Sort of strange how this thing... I don't thing, think that's why he got fired. Well, but it's sort of strange how this thing went down, right? So Sunday, we were talking about it, JP and I were talking about it, and they say, oh, we're going to have him on a temporary leave of absence, and you said it right then. You said I he's gone. The, I broke the news on Twitter that he was going into rehab, and everyone laughed at me, and then he 
self-admitted himself into rehab. And then Pat Hayden, in pure Pat Hayden fashion, fired him through email. So we had Lane Kiffin get fired on the tarmac. <laughs> and Sark gets fired via email. Like I don't think Pat Hayden likes that face-to-face interaction. Well, the thing when it escalated, it seemed like was that LA Times story that basically broke down oh. his stay at UW when he coached there, and the fact that it had quoted like 800 portfolios and expense reports and receipts. I'm looking at the receipts right now. That apparently <laughs> you, he literally has a receipt up like, here right now. Yeah, this is like I don't, it was one of the hotel at the hotel bar, and it's. It's the the date is June fifth, ten and it's it's ten sixteen a.m. Thirty five Heinekens, thirty five Coors Lights, twelve Grey Goose, seven Bud Lights, seven Baja Chickens, tasty. Yeah, two Ranchers, <laughs> a classic, a salmon BLT, a driver, six Coronas, and two Seven Ups. Don't forget ups. the Seven Ups. You got to have the settle chaser. the stomach you at the end gotta, there. You got to have the mixers. It's a serious situation for him because obviously he's dealt with this for a while, but a, God, long, a long while. Why does it take? An L.A. Times report breaking down UW for Pat Hayden to go, oh, man, yeah, this was really bad. But then he also said, well, Sark was never disciplined at Washington, so I couldn't have really acted like I knew what was going on. When it was pretty well known in the Northwest, what was up? What What's the background check like? At yeah. SC? I mean, he was employed He was employed there beforehand. That's correct. And then you you bring this guy back so how how did it just like did it just happen when he was at washington this can't be just a thing that happened while he was there he had like, a good pete carroll recommendation yeah well that's the thing they keep staying in the pete carroll family now yeah. they're saying basically they're gonna have to go outside if they want to get the next coach and the only person in the pete carroll family that's been successful is pete, pete carroll, carroll. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty much so maybe you know after the lane kiffin thing uh, you know and this maybe you should go a different route but that you know who who do they get some of the names thrown out the other day were, of course, the rivals. You got Jim Mora across town at UCLA. They would hate that. And then you've got Brian Kelly at Notre Dame was hate, another name I heard thrown hate out Hate that there. even more. Yeah. Who do you want to see, JP? Uh, let me get Nick Saban. Let's throw the <laughs> bank at the uh, Alabama coach and bring him on over. Ten mil a year? Is that what they're going to have? That's probably it. what it would take. If Texas makes the mistake of letting Charles Strong go, I'll take him. Do you think Chip Kelly leaves, comes back to college? I don't think Chip Kelly leaves for that job. Because uh, USC won't give Chip Kelly enough power. You know, mm-hmm. Chip Kelly's on a major power trip wherever he goes, and Pat Hayden's not going to give him the reins to that program the way Ch- Chip Kelly wants it. Yeah, so I'll take I'll take Charlie Strong. I'll take I'll take a Saban. I'll take I, I saw a, one name that was very interesting was Kyle Whittingham from Utah, a, a disciplinarian. You know, he's got he's got those guys. I mean, he does so much with with very little talent. There at Utah, you know, just imagine what he could you, do. Yeah, with you give talent. him a pool now. You give him a pool to, to of kids from that area, you know that that could be kind of scary. I mean, that's the thing outside of Sark being a drunk is that how how come he didn't win all that talent? He's got NFL guys every single year, whether they're winning, whether they're losing, whether they're sanctioned, whether they have full scholarships. They still got the best players in California. You should be winning, and he didn't win. Well. If Pat Hayden's the one making the decision, he'd better take his time. Well, in in your words, JP, he was drunk. Yeah, man. He drunk. He's probably playing that T-Pain track right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Another big story in college football this this week. Uh, Florida quarterback Will Greer, a year suspension for PEDs. Everyone want to fill us in on this one? Yeah, and of course, it's the uh, same thing we hear a lot of times with these things. I took a nutritional supplement that had something in it that I didn't know was in it. 
Uh, there was a young uh, reporter at Florida who I saw on Twitter. I can't recall her name right now. Or have it in front Amanda of Amanda Wood. Amanda Wood. There you go. Who had pointed out? Uh, she had pointed out actually seeing Greer at the GNC. I think it was buying this supplement, and it actually says clearly on the side of the label: "If you are going to be tested, do not take this." Complete Nutrition is the name of the company and the store. Well, you're a better nutritionist than any of us combined here, uh, JP. I mean, how do you how do you miss that? I'm pretty sure that he knew. He had to know. Because in the story, uh, Ms. Wood said that her boyfriend, who's a Division II baseball player, was going to get the same exact supplements. It's a stack. A stack being three different supplements together gives you a stack, like literally a stack of canisters. And the gentleman, we'll say the representative cashier, couldn't prove that the subs weren't on the ban list, so she didn't get it. But he said that Greer had caught before so i guess that was the selling point on said supplement but and people have pointed out that in his uh true freshman year he was like 165 170 mm-hmm. pounds and he yeah. put on basically 40 pounds in a year yeah well it says he put on 30 pounds in 18 months it's a year and a half i mean as a college kid that's not that much if you eat hamburgers right. tons freshman of meat three 15. times a day. i did yeah. that he did yeah. yeah i did that without yeah. trying and i wasn't on the football team <laughs> Well, I mean, considering what the Gators have done this year, jumped into the top 10 and McIlwain's first year, no one really expected that. I mean, it's a huge blow. And now they get to go to LSU this week. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what happens from here? I mean, is this it? Was that does that end their magical well, who, who's run? Who's their backup? <laughs> Treon Harris. Say, is it Treon, Treon? Yeah. the guy who yeah. like, allbad.com. Yeah, yeah, he was he was rough to watch for 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 Gator fans last year. I'm I'm sure they're they're trembling, but I I don't think you can say that this success is all based on just Will Greer. Very true. So no. they they still have. I, I don't think they beat LSU this week, but I think they at least have a shot at at staying around in the top twenty five, just based on the rest of the talent they have. I mean, JP, they got your boy and Hargraves Junior. Yeah. So I think they're they'll be okay. But yeah, losing your quarterback definitely definitely hurts. He was just channeling his inner Steve Latimer from the program. Yeah, trying to get except, that competitive edge, except at quarterback and not defensive end. Very true. I think we'll learn a lot from this LSU game, especially. Um, with, with with the defense, if they can hold it hold it together, well, that'll be yeah. If you they know, can, if they can the shut defense down has been strong in SEC games, but yeah, good luck. All right, JP, uh, NFL doling out a fine this week. You want to fill us in this on this one? Yeah, I'm not a Roger Goodell fan. <laughs> <laughs> he fined Cameron Hayward for putting eye black, honoring his father who died from cancer. He fined him all of five thousand seven hundred and eighty seven dollars. Like what? What is the point of this? What? What? What comes of this? So his dad is Craig Hayward, former Saints fullback. Ironhead Hayward. Ironhead, and that's what was on the eye black. That's what Cameron wrote. He wrote iron on the left, head on the right, and he put it on. And this is what frustrates me about this is that this is in October, the month that the NFL wants to promote breast cancer right, awareness. Exactly. Yeah. And now you've got a player, and Roger Goodell loves to talk about the good things his players in this league do. And, yeah. right. and you got a guy who's actually trying to do something good, and you're not going to let him do it. But, and it comes also after the fact, one more thing, D'Angelo Williams, his teammate, whose mother died from breast cancer, said he wanted to wear pink all season long in mm-hmm. honor of his mother. They won't let him do that either. He's now come out and said he's going to pay for 53 mammograms for women in Pittsburgh and Charlotte. He played in Carolina before, which is great. But still, you're really going to get all in a bunch about wearing a certain color. 
of your socks, of your gloves, of your wristbands? Come on. I mean, we just got done talking about performance enhancing. This does nothing to enhance these Absolutely guys' performance. Not. Eye blacks and wearing pink cleats or gloves, it does nothing. Like, let them, I mean, I understand you have this, this code where you want to keep everything uniform and you've got sponsors you have to clear everything with and it's all about the almighty dollar, but it's, it's freaking eye black. Let the guy honor his father for crying out loud. A, a, a man who played in the NFL yeah. and was a very popular member of the NFL. Let him just let him do it. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it go, I was reading. I was reading an article, and it, they brought up the point of when Pat Tillman passed away, and it, the exact same thing. Everybody honored Pat Tillman the week after he passed away with a patch, and Jake Plummer, his former teammate at Arizona State, wanted to continue to wear it, and the NFL just kept fining him every week. He did it. Um, which, again, it brings a question. I think we talk about this all the time with these fines. Where's that money go? Yeah. There are never, ever a single receipt of any fine in the NFL. Nobody yeah. knows if they even pay it. pocket. Well, we don't even know if these guys are paying the fine. Like, he's just saying that, oh, you owe me X amount of dollars. Like, did this come out of your checking account? Did your owner pay for it? Like, where's where's the money coming from and where does it go? Is it like when you draw a chance card in Monopoly and you just have to pay that that money to the bank or whatever? Is there, like, a fake bank with fake Monopoly money in it somewhere? <laughs> somewhere. William Roden wrote a book about it. He called it $40 million slaves. How you get into the NFL and they pay you X amount of dollars, but you can do nothing and you're at, at the will of the owners and now Roger Well, yeah, Goodell. that's unfortunate. That's, that's the way it is right now. There's zero self-expression. But they want to take an entire month to show you that they care about breast cancer awareness. But once, once it hit November 1st, no, no, no. Yeah. Don't you don't you dare wear anything pink. Day after Halloween, yeah, pink's outlawed. It's ridiculous. Well, Hayward makes an average salary of $10 million a year, so uh, I say, Cameron, keep wearing it. Yeah. $6,000 yeah. a week, go for it. I'm sure somebody out there like will will come to his defense, like one of his teammates that makes a ridiculous amount more, like a Roethlisberger. Like, I'm sure he would gladly pay Cameron's fines if he wanted to, but yeah. Cameron, knowing him, he's probably the type of guy that's just going to say, all right, you know, I'll find other ways to honor my father by going out and ripping some guy's head off across the offensive line instead. Thanks, Raj. Nice yeah. move, buddy. Nice move. Uh, Chicago Cubs moving on to the NLCS. The Cubs win two weeks in a row. Woot, woot. Brandon, you have some thoughts on the, uh, on the Cubs advancing to the NLCS? It's not so much the Cubs advancing. I'm fine with that. It's the fact that this thing in baseball, and I know everybody has issues with unwritten rules, but my issue is the celebration after every advancing. It's, it's the celebration after you make the playoffs. It's the celebration after you win the division. It's the celebration after you win the one-game wildcard playoff. It's this, I mean, you saw the, you know, the celebration last night, and I get it. It's the first time they've won a playoff series in forever. Right. And I, I understand them going nuts, but the fact that it's not just that moment. It's, it's everybody. It's the fact that both teams celebrated the one-game playoff as if they won the freaking World Series. You've done really nothing at this point. You could... The, the Cubs could possibly have four celebrations and not win the World Series. Brad Evans, like will hear ultimately, this that's shudder. the thing. And like, well, why would you want to celebrate that much and then you don't actually get the ultimate prize? But this is the same. I mean, you don't see this in any other sport. The I, NHL, you have to win four series to win the Stanley. They won't right. even touch I mean, a trophy. The NHL, they won't they, do they, any yeah, kind yeah, of NHL, celebration. They won't, it's like, yeah. nope, we're uh, we're moving on. We're moving on to the next series. The NFL, same thing. You got to win four games, right? If right. you're the wild but, card. But, team. but if you, but if you, like, at least in the NFL, like if you win the NFC title or the AFC title, you celebrate on the field a little sure. bit with a trophy. But it's not like you're going nuts and crazy in the locker room, like. 
like the media doesn't have to get all doesn't have to bring their rain gear to the ballpark that day to to worry about getting sprayed with champagne. It just it, it I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me that it, it that you you haven't really done anything yet. I, I guess I'm just from the culture that you really have to earn. You know, you should earn that title, and you know, winning the wild card game doesn't do much for me. So that brings up the question. The Cubs have moved on. How do we think the Cubs are going to do here? Uh, do we have any predictions for the next I, I round? Think we they, saw... I think they f- fare nicely with either team. I don't think either team. I think the Dodgers, you know, have they have the two aces at the top. I think in terms of a full-on staff, I think the Mets have a better staff, just one to four. I think the Dodgers have the two best pitchers in this series. I know there's one game left in it, but... Um, it, it, I think it comes down to, I don't think either one of those lineups is that, I mean, the Mets probably have a better lineup, I think, top to bottom, but um, I think the Cubs have a great shot, and they have that great home field advantage, and they're on a roll right now. And Kyle Schwarber. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, we talk, we joked about this off, off air that I was thinking Schwarbering would be a great <laughs> verb. Like when you crush, when you crush something the way that Schwarber like hits that home run on top of the scoreboard in Chicago. When you just crush something, man, I Schwarber that stack of pancakes. You know, you just kill it. I know We're like Schwarbering these beers right now. JP. Oh, totally Schwarbering. I feel like I've been Schwarbering since I came out the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's hard to argue with him on that. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. On that home run, is that home run better than the home run that Barry Bonds hit in the World Series that never came down? Against the Angels? Correct. Remember Ooh. Tim Salmon said, this is the furthest oh, ball. expletive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the other guy yeah. said, this is the furthest ball I've ever seen hit. I don't know. When I think of monster home runs, the one that always stands out to me is... Pujols when he was with the Cardinals in Houston okay. off oh, Lidge that yeah. went over the railroad track Correct. at Enron. That, that ended Brad Lidge's career. That was it. <laughs> that, it, it was a wrap. <laughs> he was like, yep, retirement. I, I would go Pujols, Bonds, uh, Schwarber. If we're going Schwar- to just those three. Schwarber's got time. but he can, he, can, he can move up on that list. What were you telling me the Cubs did with this ball now? Well, the, oh no, Evan was, they, the ball landed on top of that scoreboard right. out there. And they left, they were going to leave it there. But then what they, they built like a little plastic <laughs> case around it. They're almost like, like treating that thing like if, if they lose at all, is that their Bartman this year? That ball. It, the ball that's sitting above the scoreboard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. In a glass case? Can, that would be so Cubs fan to be like, yeah. oh, that stupid baseball that's sitting atop the scoreboard. Man, it's, that cursed us forever. It's taunting us. Yeah. Another inanimate object that For, ruined us forever. First, it was going to be they were just going to leave the ball there. And then today, we tape on Wednesday, they put a little case around it, a little plastic case on top of the scoreboard to protect ball from the elements that will show up at like what day. happens if like <laughs> let's say the the dodgers win and and adrian gonzalez goes in there a lefty and he bombs one just as high and he hits the case oh, oh my god the, take- the, like everyone in chicago <laughs> would just run they would run for the you know that's the sign of the apocalypse right there would be so dodgers to keep this going after last year when they partied in the pool in Arizona after oh, they won the division, yeah. would be to all go celebrate the LCS on top of the scoreboard in oh, Chicago, dance around yeah. the ball. That is Dodgers. That would oh. be very Dodgers. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, rough. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, I'm not even a Cubs fan, and that hurts. The Cubs win. 
the Cubs win. Somebody that didn't win, the U.S. men's national <laughs> soccer team. Oh, well, it was a brutal game. Are you surprised? They will not play in the UEFA Confederations Cup now after losing to Mexico in extra time. The UEFA, they were never going to play in the UEFA Confederations Cup. No, I'm though. sorry. The FIFA Confederations Cup. Forgive me. <laughs> I wrote UEFA, too. Um, cue, cue the violins. Um, but we were talking about this after watching that game. They lose with, what, about 90 seconds left in extra time of the extra time. Yeah. It was like, no, it was like minute one. There was, a, there was a couple minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. How would you rather lose if you're, if you're playing on that team? Would you rather lose like that where Mexico scores late, heartbreaking, after you tied it? Or because they took the lead early in stoppage time, you right. came back to tie it, right? And then you lost it with like two minutes left in stoppage time. Or would you rather lose in PKs? You don't. Thereafter? You don't want to lose in PKs because then you're putting all the pressure in the world on your goalie. I don't know that that was rough to watch. You and I were watching that game together <laughs> in the green room. It, it was the the pass backward. It was like backwards over his head, if I remember right. That set up that yeah. third goal. It was like a high lob yeah. with his back to the net, and he kicked it over. Well, it was a finished. great goal. It was the guy, the guy hit it out of the air, like the side of his foot, and just it was a dart. But that was so brutal. Like there were other like teams of mine that lost that day or that weekend. There was a lot of sports that went on like that. Like that made me somber. But that I don't know why that game just hit me harder than anything else that weekend. Just because, like, it was just you were so invested, and and when they scored, when the U.S. scored to tie it at two, you and I were just screaming. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody else on campus here, and, and you and I are just screaming at the top of our lungs, like that they they tied this and we're gonna go to PKs. And then they, there was nobody playing ping pong or foosball. No. no, no, no. This was Saturday when nobody's in the office except for us. Surprising. I don't. I mean, I don't think it was any question that Mexico was the better team or skilled yeah. team. They were oh, pushing yeah. the pace. Yeah. But as a U.S. fan, yeah, I, I think I actually think for me, I'd rather lose in PKs because then you can go. Oh, well. PKs are a coin flip, right? You know, but that was that was pretty devastating. So, but does so does Jurgen keep his job? Because that's the big discussion. I don't. Or think. does he take the USC job? <laughs> <laughs> that would be intriguing. Actually, and Can you, I, I should want to take preface, the first US pre I should, USC press conference. I should preface. I don't know which USC job because South Carolina has an opening too. That's so. true. I think he'd fit better at Southern California than South Carolina. I need you guys yeah. to stop this blasphemous talk right now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, I, it sounds like Jurgen's going to press on for now, at least well, from what everybody's that's saying. That's the only thing he can do. He just has to sit there and anytime somebody asks him that question, if, you know, if he thinks he's on the hot seat, he's just got to you know, bask in mediocrity. Evan, and, and wait for Evan to imitate him. Again. I was just going to say, what did he say today? It's Obama. <laughs> Move forward and get better for Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> In Rio. All right, let's move forward here on the bullpen. Oh uh, let's God. jump into uh, the Peep the Rank segment. Every week we check out a ranking of something uh, across sports media and break it down. This week we're looking at Sports Illustrated's Heisman watch. Leonard Fournette, not a surprise, as their top Heisman candidate. Other guys on the list here, uh, Boykin of TCU, Dalvin Cook, Florida State. C.J. Procise, is that, that what is, you said? That is correct. Notre Dame and Seth Russell Baylor. J.P., first to weigh in here, I think you got a dark horse that's not on this list. I need these pundits. Pat Forty, where are you? You have a vote, <laughs> sir. We've discussed this. Josh Doxson from TCU. The guy has 50 catches on the season, but he's averaging 17 and a half yards a catch. He's got 10 touchdowns. No one can guard him. He gets bracketed every game, and he still scores multiple times. Like, he's money. He's an ultra-athletic Amari Cooper. And it seems like every time they need a big play, 
Dotson's the guy making it in that in that game against K State this weekend. He scored the go ahead, well not the go ahead touchdown, but um, but the basically the one that kind of iced the it. momentum swing touchdown. Right, yeah, and uh, um, JP was the one who t- you know kind of pointed this guy out to me. And every time TCU's on now, I'm watching him, and he he's not getting enough love either from like the the NFL draft pundits. This guy, like, he could be a sneaky. If someone gets him in the late first, like, this guy could be a pretty legit pro at the next level. Like, as a Vikings fan, I really, really would like this guy to be continue to wear purple next year. <laughs> I mean, he can come to the Redskins too. <laughs> we just talk so much about Trayvon Boykin and his greatness, which he is. He's an athletic specimen, but he has yeah, to get out of that, trouble somehow. That touchdown he scored yeah. late in that game was ridiculous. He made it look effortless. Like he just put it into like first gear everybody else is like in fourth gear and he's just but when he does have to throw Dawson is the guy maybe I'm distracted enough on Saturdays I'm looking at this list for the first time it's broken down into top five right rising contenders falling contenders and the one name that's not mentioned at all in this entire thing is Ezekiel Elliott why why is he not on this list anywhere he's not even in the article urban doesn't use him enough he doesn't use him early. He uses him yeah. late when he when when the that, and I think that's one of the reasons why Ohio State is always in these games that they shouldn't be close in early on. He doesn't get him the ball enough. He's the fourth. He's the fourth highest running back of the nation. This is the he's thing. Got the fourth most right, yards. Right. I know, but he he would he would be leading the nation in rushing if he got well maybe not over Fournette, but like he'd be at least second. Better than Tyler Irvin. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Frog. Settle State. Um. <clears throat> And and they realize that late they'll get him the ball. He has just as many probably long seventy plus yard runs this year. You know, 70, 60, 70 yard runs as probably Fournette does. Like I, I have to look that up. But Urban Meyer suffers from Sarkeesian syndrome on the field. Like he doesn't know how to call the right plays. He's you still trying just to figure out ball. who he wants to play quarterback, and he just doesn't realize he's got a horse in the backfield. Just hand him the ball, and if you need to throw, then you throw. Maybe he's just trying to keep him healthy for the NFL, and that's the thing that we don't know. That's and that's very, why that's very kind of him. But you've got you've got arguably the most one of the most talented teams in the country. You got people questioning whether or not you're the number one team in the country. Give it to your guy. Yeah, Zeke he's deserves always, at least twenty touches a game. He's always doing the little you know, feed me. At, you know, after he breaks <laughs> one, he's like, give it to me again, and, and the coach doesn't give it to him again. He'd rather throw fade routes with Cardell to receivers oh who we don't God. know. Yeah, no touch. Sean Kingsboy, I, uh, I don't even remember his name. See, that's how bad he is. But yeah, no, that was a, that was a great point, Evan. Thank I, you. I can't I believe he's, I can't believe he's not on this list. Pat on the back. <clears throat> Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's the that's peep the ranks for for this week. Let's move on to social. Uh, I've got uh, I've got down here a Dallas Braden tweet. Somebody's got to fill yeah, me. I'm not is, a Twitter guy. It's the only one I really <laughs> Twitter threw guy. down for yeah. social thing. Can, can we pimp dance Twitter so we can get some oh, followers geez. here? Dude, he, like the, he I, might, the I might break 100 media, this year yeah, after was, two yeah, years yeah, of activation. Is, is he, is he to, to triple digits yet? Because the guy needs to be at triple digits. D. Harris Y. Sports. If, if you're a big fan of the Sharks and, or San Jose State yeah, football. I'll live, I'll live <laughs> tweet after a couple this, of beers, I promise. This is the guy to follow. If you live in the 408, that is a must follow. Hey, we got at least a million people here. I yeah. get, if I could get 150, I'd be happy. <laughs> anyway, t- uh, Evan, tell me about this one. Yeah, this was actually just one tweet I pulled off because it's a more of a personal rant opportunity. Braden uh, on Monday night after Donaldson hit a homer uh, for Toronto to be Texas, uh, and that went over Texas. Cespedes hit one of his bombs in New York. <laughs> it says, man, the tweet said something like, do you imagine a lineup that had Cespedes and Donaldson in it? 
And as an Oakland A's fan, I just wanted to throw my phone across the room. Because <laughs> it's like, God, what could have been? I mean, you know, you could say that about Oakland A's teams for the last 20 years, but it's just incredibly frustrating. That's all. That's all. I just had to get that He's off my He's probably chest. a little bitter. Yeah. I mean, uh, Braden, of course. Of course, right? Yeah. I, mean, I would be, too. He was before either of those guys anyway, but still, uh, you know, he's a he's a 209 guy, Stockton guy, um, or Modesto, Stockton or Modesto, one of those Valley cities. But, uh, yeah, just rough. Rough. And none of you care at all. I see you. You, don't, you got nothing to add to this at all. Yeah, sorry about that, Evan. That's it. All right. Well, I know another bear. <laughs> so, Evan's personal rant song. Did it, did it, did it, did it. The Warriors getting ready for their uh, back-to-back title runs now. But oh, here we, we love this from last week, so we had to bring it back. JP's dating advice. Solid. Cue the slow jam. J- JP, my mom actually thought you were hilarious when you were doing that. She listened to our podcast. She might have been the one, but she, she enjoyed it. So. Bless your soul, Ms. Velasquez. <laughs> So the first athlete uh, we're going to hit on in JP's dating advice is Mr. Clay Thompson, who was called out by his girlfriend on Twitter, tweeted something to the effect of, when you catch your man naked in bed with a groupie, dot, 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 LOL. I didn't even realize she said LOL. Oh, yeah. And then tagged at Clay Thompson. Hannah Stocking is the uh, maybe possibly ex now. Yeah. I told him I'd at him if he kept harassing me. So I guess he really wanted that tag to get his numbers up. So was this all so a publicity? Follower, follower numbers? Or? Yeah, because my first question was, who is Hannah Stocking? Who is she? Tell us. Yes, please. She is uh, supposedly a model. She might be an Instagram model. I'm not sure if she's published. Uh, Hannah, if you're listening, please send over your work so we can correct this later. (laughs) We can run a contraction. But uh, here, you... uh you look pretty uh, pretty normal. I think you're forgetting the fact that Clayton just won a NBA championship. And is his he... birth name Clayton? Uh, it is now. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Miss Stocking, I think you should understand that Clayton is peaking, okay? <laughs> he just won a chip, okay? He's also getting his stats up. So this is just something that Hannah, this, is, this is something that Hannah's just going to have to deal with. I think this went from dating advice to real talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, another title winner. Evan's <laughs> <laughs> just smoothly moving on. Yeah, I, <laughs> JP I wasn't done. I don't think JP was done at all. I wasn't. Going. I need. I need. Uh, I need Hannah to keep this offline. I don't understand why people have to be so messy. Don't tweet about it. Handle it between well, the two of you. That's the thing. Like that. That was my thing. Like who looks worse in this situation? She does. Yeah. Like that. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like Hannah lost twice. She lost Clay, and then she lost the fans <laughs> yeah. that she did have. We, we know a lot. I mean, we we've dealt with in in our positions. We've dealt with a lot of professional athletes and we know that there's the stigma put on them that they you know do tend to you know sleep around a bit when they're on the road and stuff like that you know she i'm and i'm not saying she deserves to be cheated on no woman deserves that in any way shape or form but she can't be surprised i guess if you're going to date a professional athlete and you know when you're in this kind of i guess the the society that we have now like fresh off a chip yeah I don't know. I, I'm not condoning what he did, if it's true. I'm not accusing the guy either, because we, we don't know what... Yeah, we don't know if this is real or if, right, again, yeah, it's if, just trying uh, to get more followers. Yeah, he's just trying to get his followers up. I don't I don't know. Clay Thompson, keep shooting your shot. <laughs> but but I'd be interested to see, and I should have looked this up, how many followers she has based on how many followers yeah. he has. Uh, she might have more, based on the pictures. <laughs> she might have more. Uh, but Clay Thompson's also akin to Dan when it comes to social media. He's not really popping on the internet. That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Moving on to another title winner uh, and some love advice. Ronda Rousey came out, news, news came out this week, 
She's dating Travis Brown, who is another mixed martial arts fighter. And both of them said, well, we don't want to say she's not my girlfriend, Travis said. You know, she said, he's not my boyfriend. We're not putting labels on it. We're in a relationship. That's special. That's like the open relationship on Facebook. Is that what that is? That's special? Wait, how is that special? <laughs> I mean, that's Thomas Real- Brown doesn't have to worry about Hannah Stocking posting photos or tweets. He can just get it cracking on the side and Ronda Rousey really won't trip because they're not official. Because Ronda's very private, too. Like She has been adamant from the time she really got big. And My personal life is my personal life. That's why it's called personal. I'm not putting it out there. But this came out and now they've kind of said, all right, yeah, but that's it. Ronda Rousey also said that she wanted to have, quote, 57 of Fedor Emelianenko's babies. So I'm not sure if Mr. Brown picked the right woman to mess with. Well, Brown's already got kids, so... I, I don't know if I don't know if he wants more. I, I don't know. If, is this something that it doesn't sound like it was something that's leaked? It's something that they actually admitted to, and they they talked to reporters about. Right. So my question is, if you're Ronda Rousey, do you do that? I mean, you have all this appeal as being an independent, strong kind of woman type of thing. I'm just wondering why bring it in if you're so private? Why, right. why, why even bring and, it up? And why bring it up if unless if it's, it's not publicity? If, for it's, the, if they're not a girlfriend or a boyfriend, if they're just quote in a relationship, which yeah. I which is special, I, which is special. <laughs> It's an open relationship. Maybe maybe on Facebook it's complicated. Very good. That's, That's two special. weeks in a row of Ronda Rousey talk, guys. Let's just, That's just, impressive. just acknowledging We're, that. She's interesting enough. We can talk about yeah. her every week. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. You think Ronda Rousey's interesting? Yeah. But that's now what you said good. last week was that these fighters aren't interesting enough. And they don't have personalities. And we said it's about their fighting. I think... I think she is. She's very polarizing. I think she that's would have personality. She came out fresh and said, hey, I'm with... Brown and we're swingers. Now that's interesting. <laughs> Ronda Rousey claiming to be in an open relationship. Like, all right, that's cool. People yeah. get into those every day. Uh, moving on to another segment. This actually happened. We're going to bring in our uh, our guest anchor here to introduce these stories for us. Um, <laughs> if you remember from last week, we had an appearance from Tom Brokaw, and uh, he's joining us once again. Tom, uh, can you introduce our first story today? Thank you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Even the thank you gets it. It's beautiful. Just wrap the segment right there. We're done. An intoxicated fan found out at Texas A&M Stadium, even though he was thought to be 187 miles away (laughs) in Arlington. (laughs) I can't. Um, So this dude, uh, what was it, on the 8th? I don't know what day of the week that was. this was probably last Thursday or Friday, thought he or he was found at Texas A&M Stadium, Kyle Field, in College Station, and police, like, they put it up on their Twitter, the Texas A&M police put it up on their Twitter that the, this guy was intoxicated, and he thought he was at a Baylor-Texas Tech game. Now, at AT&T Stadium, which is 187 miles away, it's almost a three-hour drive, <laughs> which, now, the... There was a game played. There, there was a game played at Kyle Field five days before that, which was the same day as the Baylor Texas Tech game at 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 and T Stadium. So he at least knew the same day. Again, this is five days later, but also was this how, the same buzz? How drunk do you have to be to either be on a five day bender? Maybe he walked all the way from AT&T Stadium <laughs> down the highway. Five days. But how drunk are you to think that you're in another spot at an, with another like that? That's not just alcohol involved. That's that's other illegal substances. Yeah, yeah he was and loaded, lots of them loaded. Like, but but yeah, maybe that's the theory. He walked. 
from Arlington to Kyle Field and was just like, this seems like a nice place to stop. But he attended the entire he, game thinking he was somewhere else. Like, that's loaded at a... He that, was on a different planet. Yeah. That guy, in some ways, is just... He's a hero. Like, <laughs> if he walked if he walked that far, like, I, I really want to know. I, I want to know more. But they haven't really released any more to this the story, so... But I just thought that was... I mean, whatever the drug is, he should patent it, because there's a yeah. lot of money behind that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up on This Actually Happened, Tom... A Toronto man asked to be thrown in jail so he could watch a Blue Jays playoff game on TV. <laughs> the game that just ended. <laughs> the game that, the crazy game that just ended. That First was of all, the 53-minute seventh inning. Best playoff game I've seen probably since that A's Royals game last year. That was a good game. So <laughs> the one where the one where they biffed it. So a year. <laughs> Sorry ago. to bring it That's up. That's the best playoff game he's seen since last playoffs. Yes. I just want to see the beer sales of just the seventh the inning. The seventh inning. Just the seventh inning. All because the alcohol I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure beer doesn't get cut off until at the end of the seventh. All the Molson's, oh, bats you could ask for. Because the majority of it was thrown onto the field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, well, Dan pointed that out. They threw it onto the field because they knew they could go get another one. They had plenty yeah. of time at that point. Still beer sales. But that was that was a really nuts. You had weird rules being f- tried to figure out you had bat flips you had errors. three you had plenty of errors you had uh three bench clearing kerfuffles at home plate <laughs> three bench clearing conversations face to face between grown men because that's what they do in baseball what is it about what is it about baseball fights that they don't actually because get into yeah, baseball never, players are soft i've seen them throw but well, yeah, usually no, no, it's just no, like no no they, they do because uh what was uh the guy for the pirates against the cubs the dude with the the pirate looking hair, Sean Rodriguez, or yeah, he got tossed because he threw a punch in that game. Did he connect? He didn't connect. See, he was trying to throw a punch at Arietta. Can they connect? And <laughs> and he and he didn't connect. But they went back and because they were looking at it, he got tossed. A baseball player won't bust a warm grape. I don't know. That's still the craziest game I've ever seen. That was, I mean, that, not ever seen, but it, right. I that was fun. I said like, there that, was all the all the emotion, and then when and I was excited, and I really could care less about the American League. That that was one of the best bat flips I've ever oh. seen. Just he wasn't looking at him, and he just tossed it. He chucked it. He man. wasn't was like, looking Ugh. at the Rangers bench, and he just <sighs> threw it right at him because he knew. Because it was so disrespectful. It was like God, he paused for like a, a good only five way count and been, then threw it. The only way it could have been more disrespectful is if he like pulled his pants down and like mooned him and went Randy Moss <laughs> right in front of him there. God, we didn't even see where the bat landed. Did it actually hit the dugout? It, it could have been close because he tossed it. No, it wasn't that far. I don't even. Think, it didn't even get to the uh, on deck circle. It was like yeah. just on the other side of the. It batter's looked box, like he chucked it really far. But oh, whoever but was didn't... up, whoever's up next, picks it, picked it up right away. I mean, it wasn't. Like, it was oh yeah, 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 yeah. He picked it up. Well, yeah, no, I think it was no, no. It was the guy who crossed the plate first. The guy who was on third from the home run. Oh, it was I think Goins. It was, yeah, there you go. He picked it up. Yeah, I got one more real quick because it's because it's kind of good. Okay, but I want to hear JP's thoughts on this. I don't know if you heard the story, Tom. A wide receiver at BYU says, life in Utah is hard, but not as hard as what Tupac went through. <laughs> We're going to move on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> first and foremost. This is the Jim McMahon situation, right? <laughs> first, and, first and foremost, this, 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 this guy signed a, a chastity belt pact when he started going to BYU. His, he, what does he know about Tupac? Can he spell Tupac? What Tupac songs does he know? How does he know what life Tupac? If he goes to BYU, uh, are you questioning the color of his skin? 
that too. I'm questioning the the functionality of his brain. Are we going to? Can we? This is a podcast. We can't even see his face. He's not a part of this team. He's from Fontana. If that answers any questions for you. Oh well, he just set us back 500 years. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he was on the same ooey that the young man who went to the wrong game was on, and he knows him. And that's why he said that outlandish statement. It's, it's too bad he didn't think he was at like a Baylor BYU game. <laughs> that would have made this. Oh. That would we would have just figured it all out right here, guys. You know, you're solving crimes right here <laughs> on the bullpen podcast. Hey, got to take the scholarship where you can get it, right? Yeah. Why how, not? Could, how could he fix his lips to say something like that? Uh, Five hundred years. <laughs> uh, easily a good five hundred years. He just set us back as a people. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Don't trip. We kid, shall overcome. Kid was born in 96. I mean, I'm surprised he even knows who Tupac is. Yeah. He's living through YouTube. Yeah. Doesn't count. He probably saw him in concert that one time. He was a hologram. That's probably the first time he saw him. Yeah. Back to you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> All right. Let's get uh, it together, let's, Dan. Sorry. Let's go ahead and move on to our one-line game previews for this upcoming weekend. One line to describe a big matchup in college and NFL. Can I Can I just pat myself on the back uh, you, real quick? You won. Because yeah. I, I, I went three for four last week in the previews with some pretty bold predictions. I didn't think that Orlovsky thing, that was a joke. That was a stare. <laughs> that was pretty great. That was a total joke, and that happened. I just wanted to well done, throw Brobes. That out, throw that out. I'm well gonna. I'm, I'm now gonna go 0 for three today. Just <laughs> all right. For let's, funsies. Let's start in uh, in college. Evan, we've got number nine Alabama taking on number ten Texas A&M. Bama favored by four here. Sumlin stomps Saban. A and M wins outright. Do you think the guy who got arrested is gonna be there? <laughs> I hope and so. Then, then he's gonna think he's at the LSU game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven, Michigan State. Number 12, Michigan. Michigan favored by a touchdown and a half point. Please, please, Sparty wins big. Ooh. I just came up with that, too. Alliteration. (laughs) Alliteration. That's impressive. It's what he does here. Number eight, Florida. Number six, LSU. It opened at six and a half, but now nine and a half is the the line for LSU favored there. Silverback gorilla runs wild. Bam. (laughs) Quote by JP last week right here. On the silver back show. Girl. Leonard Fournette goes off. Tigers won. All right. All you had to do was add chess beat. <laughs> if you couldn't hear that, he was, that was literally great. beating his chest. All right, moving on to the NFL. Brandon, you got these. Uh, Browns, Broncos. Broncos favored by four. Pressure too much for Peyton. Calling the Browns upset? Now, that doesn't necessarily... Right. Yes, I am. I Actually, I am. But Failed house. Not, not, not necessarily pressure on Peyton, but I think the pressure of him needing to perform at a higher level. He's thrown four interceptions the last two games, and and that run game isn't getting any better. I think the pressure might get to him a little bit, and he still might make some mistakes. But the Browns' defense at home, this is one of those games where everybody's picking the Broncos to just sure. dominate them, and this is this is where like the Browns just come back and, and eke out like a – you know, fourteen to thirteen win. No, Demarcus in Denver. For the Broncos. No, no, it's in Cleveland. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Next no, no. Up, if it was in Denver, yeah. no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Next up, Colts Patriots. This is Sunday Night Football. Patriots favored by a touchdown. Roland Blunts. Hey. Oh. Two TDs for Legarrette in this one. Going strong. Patriots win by twenty. 
Chiva da yeah, Mota. Patriots win by yeah. 20. Yeah. Even though they're only favored by seven. Final, final. Steelers, Cardinals. Arizona favored by a field goal. Arians gets last laugh. Bruce. Former, former yeah. Steelers. Offensive coordinator looked over for that job when they gave it to Tomlin. And, um, and that Cardinals team is playing really well, which I, they are playing well. They're 4-1. and one. They deserve all the credit in the world. But I look at their schedule, and it just, like, they, <laughs> I, I just I don't want to crown them yet. Because, and they have some easy games coming up, too. We'll know more about this team come late November if Absolutely. they're for real. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable betting against Omar Epps? <laughs> I don't. I really don't. But uh, And the Mike Vick experience? That's what scares me. I feel, com- I feel fully comfortable uh, picking against the Mike Vick experience. Which one's Epps? I'm sitting here trying to figure out. Mike Tomlin. 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 Oh, looks like yeah. Omar Epps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Really? Mike Tomlin, Bruce Arians. Yeah, and you think, you've yeah. never seen Mike Tomlin, <laughs> no. Omar Epps no, in the was, same place at the same I time. I was totally overthinking Rick Ross. That. <laughs> Rick Ross. All right. Uh, first and foremost, we are all fans here, so we'd like to make our final score predictions for the weekend. Last weekend, uh, looks like Evan and Brandon were the only ones to correctly guess their score with their victory. Uh, Arizona State's victory over Colorado, that is. Brandon called the covering of the point spread, so we'll give him the week last week. Let's move on to this week. JP, we'll start with you. USC Notre Dame this weekend. Six and a half point favorite. For the Let action. the Helton regime begin. Well, until the end of the season. Pretty sure USC wins this game just because. Final score? Uh, Trojans 31, Notre Dame 27. Winning outright. Brandon, Evan, Arizona State, Utah. Utah, Brandon, we'll start with you. Favored by a touchdown. Um, I'm going to go with the push and go 24-17 Utah. That defense, you saw what they did against Jared Goff last week. They are really good. If if ASU has a chance to win this game, they need to run the football excessively because that um, that Utah secondary is looking for it every chance they get. F? I'll also go push. I'll go 20-13 Utes. Oh, ye of little faith. Such a copycat. Reverse jinx. Yeah, I was also going for the reverse jinx. Well played. I'm going to take that same card. San Jose State, San Diego State. San Jose State actually favored in this game by two and a half. I'm going to say this game is going to go very similar to the UNLV game, and it'll be an overtime game, and I think San Diego State wins with a field goal in overtime. It's got to be the worst We'll go 30 to 27. 30 to 27. Last week, you you were on track to nail the score prediction. Yeah, I had it right. San Jose State, UNLV. 30-27. 30-27. It's actually the same score for last week, so I'm going to go with that again. 30-27. Yeah, keep rolling with NFL action. Brandon, Chiefs, Vikings. Vikings, four-point favorites, although people are picking them, which is scary. scares the crap <laughs> out of me because everybody was picking them against the Niners, too, and we saw how that one worked out. Yep. But I think I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. They're at home, which is different than the Niners game. Vikings, 20-13. to 13. All right, Ravens, Niners this weekend. Evan, we'll start with you. Ravens, two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at Levi's. I'm going real close to the points averages. I'm going Baltimore, 24, San Francisco, 17. I don't know why. I feel like this is a game the Niners will win for some stupid reason. So yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Niners to win by a, a late field goal, a Phil Dawson field goal. Let's say 20 to 17. I like it. All right. I like it. JP, Washington at New York. JP, what do you think? Yeah, definitely going to lose. I'm pretty sure Kirkland will throw two to Revis Island for no reason straight to him. Uh, The Jets will probably cover. The six points? Yeah, they'll cover. It's a sad time to be a Redskins fan. All right, the the picks are in. We'll uh, check those back next week. I think that's going to do it for this edition of the bullpen. Yeah, I need another beer. Well, Well done today. 
And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Fellas out there, remember, shoot your shot. (laughs) 